Welcome to the perfume room. I want to share with you guys the two scents I've been reaching for most this week. And I will tell you, it's nothing new. You have heard me talk about these before. Once again, I have been wearing Fleur Tangerine Boy and Our Side Nostalgia. I've only had these scents for the last week or two, and they've quickly risen to the top. They are two instant favorites. And I've just really been craving a fresh, juicy scent profile. And these two fit the bill perfectly. Let's get to today's episode. It is a fun one. If you've ever wondered how certain fragrances or beauty products make their ways into different publications, best of lists or editorial roundups, today you will find out. Because we are joined by Refinery29's senior beauty editor, Amanda Mitchell. As a beauty editor, Amanda is not only constantly getting sent product, she's also fielding invites to different events left and right. And let me tell you, I've known Amanda for a few years. We follow each other on Instagram, so I see what she's been up to. And between the hotel stays, the trips, the beauty treatments, etc., it's clear that being a beauty editor has some pretty great perks. And did you know that these events, the ones meant for press, are different and often separate from ones meant for influencers? Amanda is not shy about her thoughts on those differences, but we also get into a much more important conversation surrounding press events, which is lack of inclusion. Oftentimes unintentional, these events end up being exclusionary by virtue of what it is that they're offering or not offering. Amanda shares real feedback she's given to different publicists that's helped change this, as well as how she personally discovers and curates her own editorial roundups. Amanda shares her trend predictions for 2023, her favorite fragrances. Oh, and P.S., if you did not know, Amanda is indeed single. Happy DM sliding. Here is Amanda. Amanda. Welcome to the perfume room. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm in the perfume room. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. I think yes. we have been talking about this fully for a year. A year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And now it's happened. I didn't have my job, I think, when we first started talking about it. What are you wearing today? Um, I'm wearing Ellis Brooklyn's Vanilla Milk Eau de Parfum. Oh, tell, can I smell it on you? Yeah. I actually haven't smelled it. Yes. It is. Uh, okay. I, I awarded it a Beauty Innovator Award. Um, it's like... I, I, when I was talking about it yesterday, I was like, it doesn't smell like vanilla scents of middle school. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. smell like a mean girl because mm-hmm. it has like, you know, notes of coke of uh, it's like, ups, like a coke of cocoa, like yeah. like cocoa yeah. shells. And, and like there's three different types of vanilla in there. And, and it's really good. And B. Shapiro is like, no, it's supposed to like smell different on everyone is like it's not going to smell the same when you first spray it. Yeah. The dry down is significantly different. Like the dry down is like notes of sandalwood, rose, all kinds of stuff. I don't have it right in front of me, of course. But yeah. like it, it's 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 really I mean, it only launched over the summer mm-hmm. and I've been wearing it every day since and I just like obsessed. Um, It's really interesting you say that because mm-hmm. I recently posted a video about a trend that I've been seeing a lot, which is milky and lactonic scents. Yes. And then Vanilla Milk launched. Mm-hmm. And there have been so many successful. Dead Cool. 2022. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think Dead Cool Milk is lactonic to me. I feel like the name is it's, a misnomer. It, no, I'm oh, like, 100%. this is not a milky scent. This is not a milky scent. As someone who enjoys Dead Cool and as someone who enjoys a lactonic exactly. scent, milk yeah. is, it's not. It's not a milky not. scent, but yeah. yeah. It's more just like a skin scent of like a little, like narrowly jasmine. I mean, uh, this musk. is going to sound really bad. Yeah. I'm going to say it. It smells like milk breath to me. Milk breath? Yeah. You know, like when somebody drinks a glass of milk. 
you you get into with people <laughs> in a way. I mean, I love that you're like, hanging out with people who have milk breath. You know? Oh no, I, I this reminds me <laughs> of middle school. I mean, I don't. I would it, the idea of being around anyone who like would drink a glass of of milk in front of me freaks me out. So for everybody listening, mm-hmm. Amanda is a senior beauty editor at Refinery Twenty Nine. Yes. So you are on top of all the trends. You are mm-hmm. invited to all the press events. Yes, you are yeah. doing it all. We are yeah. going to get into it. Mm-hmm. What is something that you have seen over and over again in 2022? Oh, uh, if I see the word sandalwood one more time, I'm going to scream. You think that's a 2022 thing? I just think everyone went nuts with it. And everyone was like, we're cozy and like, and milk and lactonic and like, and and we're sitting inside and like skin scents because I don't want it to be. No, now we're all, we're, we, we, it's going to be an attack of people smelling good. And even said, I forget who I was talking to about this, but it's like, it's like the perfume wardrobe is going to become a a perfume capsule. It's going to be even more minimalized and it's going to be like, um, people choosing fragrances to that aren't about the notes, but necessarily about the feelings that they invoke. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna be a lot more of that. And are there any fragrances with this theory of fragrance capsules? Mm-hmm. Are there any fragrances that would make your fragrance capsule? Uh, Lake and Sky, Eleven uh, Eleven, okay. and um, Midnight 07, without without question. The original Betsy Johnson. The old one. From I like, don't even think I know it's, it. it. I mean, I can it was, visualize the bottle. The visual, the pink, I, with the pink top. Yes, and like the, but I like can't remember. It was what it so impractical like. to store. It. It. I mean, like it was. It was a, a, a fruity, but it had marshmallow, and it was. It just. Rem, it. It reminds me of. Uh, it's. I mean, to me, it just smells like teenage hope, in a very specific way. And is know? that something that now you in twenty twenty two? Do you want to smell like Teenage Hope or it's more just like a memory for you? Memory. It reminds me of back when like purchases like that were like extreme luxuries, you know, mm-hmm. like that feeling. Because I've missed that feeling. It's like when you're an adult, you spend so much money on like everything. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing feels like a luxury expense. But it's like that perfume I was like, I found it at TJ Maxx. And I was like, it's $60. Now that you are in the position of receiving PR often, do you think that that's tainted the perfume shopping experience for you or how has it changed it with perfume in particular i don't call it as much as i uh, i have to be really interested in it what is can you tell everyone listening what does it mean to call it in okay so guys uh to call in products is what happens um i get offered i get i deal with publicists every day i to write my little story the cute little story is when you write uh, a round up or any of these things you see like a best lipsticks on the internet story that per that the writer has been in contact with dozens if not hundreds of publicists all who rep hundreds of thousands of brands and they give you the option of calling in samples Mm -hmm. and so calling in samples is literally getting free products i email them and i'm like i'm like hey like oh oh hey i'd love to try this thank you so much you can send it to this address and Mm -hmm. i send it there and sometimes they do mailers mailers are different than samples mailers Mm -hmm. when you see those big giant on instagram the big things the the show the unboxing for the videos yeah um and those i accept a little less of now because they're so wieldy and big and the ROI isn't isn't worth it sometimes, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I call in products, you know, I, I, I've I never deleted an email. I read almost every single one of my emails, but I go through and I look at the products and or I'll hear from somebody like a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a conversation about a perfume today, I'll be like, I should call that in mm-hmm. and I will mm-hmm. because I want to try it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's it's like I'm calling it in for my job or sometimes I'm calling it in because I want to try it out. But you <laughs> like, keep it, right? I keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I keep almost, I keep a lot of stuff. I give away a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a great friend to have. People love coming to my house. Same. Like people love coming to my house because you walk. I tell people I'm like, come to my house and be a BYOB. Bring, bring your own bag because mm-hmm. you're leaving with like 
yeah. Yeah. You're not leaving <laughs> empty handed. My friend was like, I left with an Oral B toothbrush. And I'm like, what about it? That's good. <laughs> There's Who another doesn't one want in a that bag. You're yeah. going to use it at some yeah, point. It's a, yeah. I give you the plugs and everything. It's nice. There you so, go. So um, when it came to fragrance, I think I, I this year I called, I was just calling in things that were intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me, I guess, as I look at different articles of sort of like beauty roundups right. is now that I am in this world and mm-hmm. I am also someone who will get like mail or sent to them or things like that, there are certain fragrances you see of like who has the best publicist. Like sometimes it's a reflection of, well, this is a very eager publicist and I have received 15 DMs from them and then all of a sudden there's a birdie article and it's like the perfume you absolutely need and I'm like, well, these are the three publicists that are most in my DMs. Yes, 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 so yes. how do you navigate that? I mean, here's the thing is like every year thousands of fragrances are launched. Yes. As an editor, how do you get ones on your radar that are not coming from publicists I do a lot of research like I I'm on TikTok I'm on perfume talk I'm on all sides of beauty TikTok Mm -hmm. to the point where I have to be very careful about when I open TikTok Mm -hmm. because if I open it for about like my mindset going to TikTok right like you can't open it when you're relaxing because you might need to take notes type of thing I might get hit on my left side with a work thing and it's like I didn't expect that right now but if I don't write it down right now I will forget it and then you know but I'm on on sides of TikTok where I I I will literally see brands on TikTok Mm -hmm. and go into my inbox Mm -hmm. and I don't see that name and I DM the brand Mm -hmm. I've done that with so many small brands because I it's I mean that's I'm gonna brag that's me being good at my job yeah as a person who is an editor and a writer on the internet and works for these outlets and gets invited to both press events and influencer events Mm -hmm. tell me the difference the thing is it's like press events and influencer events there isn't a big difference in it it's just in who's invited Mm -hmm. and also who's being paid to be there but basically press events usually are smaller they're more intimate they're a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not built for for it to be seen, basically. Mm-hmm. So like press events are usually dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been seeing your stories. You're yeah. you're making the rounds. Events. You're like, living a good like life. Trips. I've seen you massages, on hotels. Yes. Like staycations, like shit like that. It's like press events are, I mean, they're fun, but they're also exhausting. They are work. Mm-hmm. They are work. We, we're, we're the same. We're the same, but we're different. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Because that's why that like that's why Fashion Week became such a kerfuffle this year, because of all the influencers who are attending. Yeah, and not understanding that for uh, it's like it sounds so gatekeepy, but it's like like we're there to we're working. Mm-hmm. I'm there to work. I'm not there to have a photo shoot in the street. But isn't wouldn't you argue that an influencer them doing the photo shoots is part of their job description? Are they wearing the brand? Maybe the brand asked them to capture content for them. And so it's yeah. like. I mean, it, it is, mm-hmm. but I have to go home and write a roundup or like a story about like this specific thing that I saw. But what if the influencer was yeah. has to make a video oh, recapping the thing because they mm-hmm. were invited in a paid partnership or. I. It's the same and it's, uh, yeah, it's the same and it's well, different. Okay, here's something. Like, I, yeah. You're mm-hmm. going to go home and write an article. Yeah. And a content creator is going to go home and post a video. Right. It's two different me- mediums mm-hmm. from the same experience. Yes, it is. But the, but I mean, I like, it's like the reason why we don't want to be there, be there is because like our just job titles are different. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, in general, you wouldn't want to be around somebody doing their job when it's not your job. You know, if you work in advertising, mm-hmm. you don't go into a marketing company and like 
pretend like your jobs are the same, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but they're, they're aligned and they, they fall into the same field and they all mm-hmm. feed into the same system. But we know when an event is for them and okay. we know when an event is for us. <sighs> wow. This is, and so would you talk to me at an event? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, thank but also, God. hey, I would talk to you at an event. Also, I would talk to you, I talk to anyone. I've never met a stranger. I'm not an asshole. Because <laughs> some of the fucking editors are just like, I don't want to be around them. I'm just like, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. But it is sometimes that I just get the vibe. Not it's not I hate to say it, not from us, but from them, like the minute they're just like, oh, they think that we think that we're above them. But we're just like, I just, just I'm like sometimes I'm just like Okay, well, this was not going to be a podcast episode about the difference. Ah! However, I love that we have gone down this tangent. Let's go back. Okay, so you were naming some of the fragrances that that you love, that you wear. You were talking about Lincoln Sky 1111, Midnight Mm -hmm. 07, Vanilla Milk, whatever. What else? How would you... Replica. Replica. How Mm -hmm. would you describe your scent profile? What is a fragrance that you're going to... Like, what notes are you going to see and be like, this isn't Amanda scent? Salt. Salt. Okay. Water. Water. I love a skin scent. Are you I'm, an Aquarius? No, I'm a Cancer baby. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm very much. I can't. I cry all the time. Um, salt, water. Um, what else? Yuzu fruit, like like uh, like clean, fresh, fresh, mineralic citrus. Yeah, okay. citrusy. That's why vanilla milk kind of hit me. Like on it's the different. Side. That, yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. That, that, that none of those things. Even like the sandalwood and the rose and all. Like I'm like that ain't coming on my body ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but in this case, it it. It works so well. I love because I think I mean, my. I mean, I'm gonna uh, tr- uh, transition to your next question, but like my true beauty hot take is that, or my perfume hot take is like, I think smoke notes are so overrated and so poorly done. Even like the replica, like the, the by the fireplace one. Mm-hmm. That one, I'm just like, okay, like it's like like there, like I see what you're trying to do, but mm-hmm. like sometimes when I when people, and maybe this is per- personal issue but it's like when people think smoke they just give me bourbon or they give me chardonnay mm-hmm. because those are smoky but it's that's like, an interesting case see i mm-hmm. what i think about by the fireplace is like i think that it made this idea of something kind of like smoky and avant-garde accessible and palatable yeah. in a way that people who normally were going for like sort of like black opiums mm-hmm. or like traditional gourmands like I think if you are someone who is wearing something mm-hmm. like YSL Black Opium, for example, you're not going to like go into a store and find this like smoky leathery scent and be into it. Yes. And so I feel like it was a lot of people's gateway into sort of more eclectic notes and genres of fragrance. I don't disagree with you at all. And I think actually because I, I mean, I actually I love By the Fireplace. Me too. But like wh- and I and I don't like Black Opium. I don't. Me either. Yeah. Actually, like, no, that's a lie. I like black. I understand why black opium is successful. Right. I, I have reverence for it. I don't personally wear it, but I. Right. But I understand why it's a blockbuster. Absolutely. I agreed. Because like, black opium on me hangs so heavy mm-hmm. and so it, it it like absorbs my world. Like it just mm-hmm. takes over everything. Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like black opium becomes my personality when I wear it, and I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> like, it wears you. It wears. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like Angel also wears me. Okay. Which sucks because I used to be like an angel, like diehard. I but see. Yeah. I could see that for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. So your hot take was. Yes. Smoky, smoky sense. sense just. You haven't found one that, that, you know, this could be an interesting thing because mm-hmm. we can get to this later in this yeah. episode. I can pull out some smoky scents that I think are really good and yeah. well done. And you can. I'm, I'm always open. You can do your live takes. I love and, it. and we welcome all opinions. I'm so. very open because, I'm, I mean, I'm open to change. I mean, I wrote an entire story about scent memory and I think that's my main 
thing about scents is that like I've had scents ruined for me. What's who has ruined? Oh, Sol de Janeiro Boom Bum Bum Cream. That very specific coconut scent. Mm -hmm. I got broken up in the streets of Soho in in a gin in January 2020 wearing that, and I have a great relationship with that brand. And every time I'm like. Like, I'm like, this smells like trauma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smells, this smells like that cold trauma. Yeah. And, and, and which is sad because it's such a bright, like tropical, like vacation type of scent. Love, yeah. Love. And then, yeah, and it works. It's like, I'm going on a date. And then, no, okay. no. And Laura Mercy is their, her fragrance. One of her, I think she only has one. Maybe it's just a hand cream. It smells mm-hmm. just like it. Mm-hmm. And my mom loves it. And I fully was like, so if I'm home, she can't wear it. Can't use it. Sorry, okay. mom. Love you. Who, by the way, you are mini me of your mom i have seen your stories and i'm like okay i know how you age which she's is beautifully you have the same her. you are the same she's the fucking best like i'm so lucky to be her kid oh, um, beautiful yeah what does your mom wear nothing my okay. mom is my mom like it's like the only fragrance my mom ever had in the house is like chanel number no. five like i'm pretty sure my mom the only thing fragrances she had were gifts from my dad who didn't know that she knew more fragrance you know and did she ever wear Chanel number no. five or was really just like I don't think she I ever, display ever at this point. saw I think she probably still has the bottle if she does it's a classic like, it's, it's a good classic. to have on the shelf it's good if like guests see your bathroom and just like yeah, see a Chanel number no. five it's like oh okay oh, yeah yeah that's like yeah. reassuring yeah it's reassuring you know, but it's yeah not not for me okay well you mentioned getting broken up on the streets we know each other in yes. a very fun way yeah which um people listening are always like I don't understand what your tra- career trajectory has been about <laughs> my career trajectory and my answer to that is same um so Amanda was originally a dater that I set up on my in another lifetime when I had a comedy mm-hmm. matchmaking show called in a world I set you up on a blind date on stage two blind dates Oh my God, you've done it twice. I did it twice. Yeah, and you've been <laughs> single of the week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Guys, guess what? I am still single. Okay. Oh, oh my God, driving. yes. You have been on the show multiple times. Multiple times. Okay, so talk to me about um, what's what's going on in your dating life and is fragrance involved at all? What are you wearing on a first date? Oh, that's a good question. Glossy AU. You can't go wrong. Go, yeah, it's a great first date scent. Men love that scent. Okay, this is interesting Mm -hmm. you say this because Mm -hmm. you emailed me before this episode and you said, I hate all musks. Except for Glossier U. Glossier U is like the musk, (laughs) the musky, musky. Glossier U is, and also vanilla milk is a musk note. That's like, Mm. I don't, maybe I don't hate all musks. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm blanket statementing when I'm really, I just need to do more research. You're right. I, you know, I think you're going to leave this apartment and be like, Damn, I, I'm a got me today, y'all. You're gonna be wearing some smoky musk. Came for my really... neck. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I didn't Very mean that. to. You no, know, I love it. Uh, yeah, Glossier, you on a first date. Have you ever dated a guy wearing a strong, memorable fragrance and has anything really good or really bad? Yes, he had this very strong, like pine, like. Probably some old spicy, you know, but I, I can't even remember. It's so the reason why I don't remember it's so no, there is I, there is a fragrance that it smells like, and it smell. I mean, it smells like a fucking like glide plug-in, like a glade plug-in, like mm-hmm. one of those. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's such a specific scent is because it's the scent of my dad's house. Interesting. Your dad, like, does your dad have a glade plug-in? Yeah, like I, but I didn't realize. And that's it. what his cologne smelled like. Yeah. So maybe there's something. Oh, I literally to was like, there. I was like, that's some Freudian shit that I am not 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 here to deal with yeah and and because i didn't realize until i like went to my dad's house yeah like after like we started seeing each other for like a few weeks and i was like oh my god it smells like in this house and then i was like it smells like in this house 
don't blur that out, please. Um, his name, but yeah, like I, I, yeah, I, I've dated, I don't think I'll ever date a dude with a strong scent. Hello, listeners. I hope you are loving the episode. My big update today is that the January Smell Club theme is coffee. Tickets and sample packs should be on sale tomorrow, Wednesday, January 18th. DM me to be added to the email list because, as always, Smell Club members and people on my email list have first access to register. This will be a smaller session than normal because we are kind of cutting it pretty close. So again, if you think that you might want to attend or join Smell Club, definitely get on that email list and DM me. Let's get back to Amanda. As a beauty editor, Mm -hmm. how do you evaluate fragrances? How do you pick what does make it into your roundups? Oh, that's a good question. I ask, I consult, I do research, consult the internet. I look at who else is talking about this fragrance. Um, I think about what the brief is, Mm -hmm. like what the ask is, you know, it's like, because like my friend works at, at, at Allure when they do like their best of beauty is, is rigorous. Like it's the, they're, they're testing and all the selections is, is so But how do you, brutal. with fragrance, which is so subjective, how do you evaluate that? Good question. Because I've seen some <laughs> like, stuff that's made the allure and I'm like, this is a PR, this is a PR, this is yeah, a, like, like some of them. Yeah. Sometimes I, I genuinely fragrance to me. I'm, that's the only one I'm like, I don't know if you can award fragrance mm-hmm. like, or at least award it like on the, the testing scale that they do. Because mm-hmm. when I, I mean, I, I've been at Refinery for a year and I, my first awards was this time last year. So I, I gave Lake and Sky Midnight 07, mm-hmm. their BIA. And then I gave uh, Ellis Brooklyn theirs this year. And I, I always just like, I'm like, how does that choice get made? But when it comes to me and looking for stories, I always think, okay, in general, when it comes to product selection for stories, is this isn't even just fragrance. It's actually kind of across the board. I see what's out there. I see what Google says. Mm-hmm. I see where I can fit something that's important to me. So it's like every roundup I've ever done, there's been a, there's a black owned brand or mm-hmm. a, if not a black owned brand, a, a AAPI, a non-white owned brand, mm-hmm. every single roundup I've ever done, if mm-hmm. not multiple times. Every time I do a story with sources, almost it's like for one white person, there's a, a non-white person every time. It's very important to me to keep right. this. It also keeps my, keeps me on my toes. Because yeah. it allows me to diversify my sources, not going to the same people constantly. Right. And it makes my stories more interesting. Um, and so, and then also I'm like, okay, is there something like that people aren't putting in here? Mm-hmm. In like if every, you know, you read Harper's Bazaar and Elle and all of their roundups about this topic mm-hmm. or whatever. And there is something that you're like, why aren't you putting this in there? That's when I put that, I'll, you know. What, like a specific fragrance that you're fragrance, not Fragrance, product, or? whatever. Something that's like. But this fits exactly this brief. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it? It's because like maybe it didn't exist when they wrote the story originally right. or whatever. Have you seen an increase in diversity in the beauty industry since you've been report? Like what what are your thoughts on the current state yes, of the to industry? Yes, the point of almost pandering. This sounds real. This is this is just because um, these non-white owned brands are coming in and being run by publicists who are white women. You posted something to your story about <laughs> yeah. this. I saw you posted something about, um, about getting a bl- getting, hair treatment. Yeah, because I get invited often by hair brands to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, like it's a 30-minute blowout. I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much hair I have in my head? <laughs> it takes me 30 minutes just to detangle my hair sometimes if I mm-hmm. if I let it run, you know? Mm-hmm. If, I get, if I have my braids in, oh, oh, 
it takes three hours just to take my braids out. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's the only reason I want a boyfriend is so I can have someone take, take my braids out and zip my, my, my dresses up, you know, like, if you're single and you're listening, please call me. <laughs> my DMS are very open. Um, basically, um, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. We were um, just talking about that. You were talking about you get invited by white publicists well, yeah, to go to a pu- half yeah, hour blowout. Half an hour blowout. That's mm-hmm. just uh, it's like read like. What do you say back to. when you are you like, hey, that's not possible? Like, how, I, yeah, I, I usually I, politely say like, oh, like I'm so sorry. Like it's just I like don't. Th- I usually say I don't think that this brand is inclusive enough for me or for the for Refinery Twenty Nine for coverage right now. And how is how has that been received when you've said stuff better like, that? like better than you would expect? Because I think once people. St- started taking my feedback seriously mm-hmm. i think it changed things because i have a hair appointment this week i had a hair appointment yesterday an hour and a half Woo, gang gang that's changed as a, like and a, as like a press with thing. and with a black stylist cool and that's th- awesome. and i told the prs like i was like how many people do you have come in how many black editors came in to get their hair done they're like all of them were the black editors and i was like exactly because and that's right it, and it also and then my relationship with their that publicist is different because mm-hmm. now i'm like oh so you're listening you're paying attention right you know so for these black owned businesses, when they hire these, I'm like, okay, but remember like how they're going to cater you is like, I'm going to search in my inbox, like black owned. And mm-hmm. it's going to be just like a, bu- a bunch of emails. And it's like, it's just kind of like, they don't know how to describe it without being like niche about it. But it's like, this is a brand that happens to have all of these things and happens to be black owned. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to necessarily be at the forefront anymore mm-hmm. because we're still celebrating. We should still be doing right. it. I think it should just be like this it just happens to be this way now, you know, in general, brands have to do that. They have to put the black and the, because algorithms are racist. There's a whole book about it, about how just how like algorithms are built to, you know, harm non-white people because they're usually written by white people who don't realize it's like, have you ever been in a bathroom and seen a black person when, with the automatic hands sink and it did not work? It, and you'll, they'll put like a, a piece of paper over it. I've never seen that. Yeah. Like I, I literally, one time I asked my friend, I was like in public, I was like, I need your white hand. Um, I thought it was like if they just felt like heat or movement. No, like it's, it's, they, about, the it's about the color, the, the tone, oh the reading. But yeah, like algorithms are racist. Most technology is racist. Um, and, and like, and that's, that makes my job hard mm-hmm. because I have to figure out where the, where the sweet spot is. Mm-hmm. And so, it's about having morals and ethics in, in writing and, and, and choosing things to make sure I'm picking products that align both with the story mm-hmm. and with my personal ethics. Right. But I think when it comes to choosing perfumes and things for stories, it's really just about also right place, right time is what I tell mm-hmm. the brands. Like brands, they're always like, how do I do this? I'm like, y- you have to like... I have to be writing something that just hits and like something pops up in my inbox or like, you know, something goes viral mm-hmm. and then I have to write a roundup explaining why this, why it went viral or something well, yeah, like that. Yeah. What's an example of something that you did find on the internet because it went viral the, that you the called f- in? white dot TikTok trend, the four white dots of eyeliner. Oh yeah. Okay. I did a story about it. Um, and I, and this is one of my favorite stories of the year because it was a story about, um, I consulted a visual psychologist and a color theorist huh. about why this TikTok trend works. And what was the Because basically thesis? white is the color, like when you're manifesting, white is the color of openness. and, hmm. and, and Like white things. light. Yeah, so basically like, yeah. when you're doing that, you're basically visually opening up your pupil and the whiteness of your eyes. So basically if you're, because the girl was a server or something and she like had her tips doubled when she did it. 
I'm and like, so, I think I've seen yeah. the, wait, so it's people putting a dot on They're every They're putting corn. four, yeah, like basically like a diamond. But can you see it? Yeah, you can see it, okay. yeah. But it like, looks like a makeup like trend, but it also opens up the whiteness of your eyes. And so basically it makes your eyes into a bigger portal. So this person thinks that person give me everything I want. I want to put white on my eyes and then mm-hmm. finish this interview. And- my color theorist was like, but I wouldn't do this because you're going to attract a whole bunch of narcissists. Oh, wow. Because all you're doing is reflecting what they want. And all, the, all they want is themselves. How many scents did you call in in this past year? Like as a beauty editor, how many things did you smell this year? And do you ever have moments where you second guess your opinions of like, is this right? At least once a month. Um, I would, I think everything on my, on my shelf in my bathroom, because I'm just mentally going off of that. I call, I called in and I think that's six, six fragrances just on my shelf. And then between calling in and being gifted and going to events and getting them, 25, maybe 30. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because I I got the exclusive on Billie Eilish, on Eilish number two. Um, You've smelled Eilish number two? Do we like it? I don't like it. Do you like like Eilish number one? Yeah, it's fine. I just didn't didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. It's very shocking for what you think her brand would be. Exactly what I said. It is the sweetest, sweetest, sweet, vanilla. And caramelly. And I was like, but yeah, Eilish number two is what I thought Eilish number one was going to be, TBH. Okay, so but I don't like, like Woody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um and 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 then you know I went and went and I saw Dua Lipa with YSL and uh, you know Lou Glare and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, I probably think I think I had thirty, and I probably kept like seven. So what's maybe? the what's the best? I mean, I guess you've already mentioned some of your faves, but mm-hmm. what what. If you had to give awards, let's let's. I'm gonna come up with some oh on the on the spot awards. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's do um, sexiest, mm-hmm. most complimented, and um, most comforting. Ooh, this is hard. Okay, most complimented. It's Glossier you, and I know I've repeated it already. I know, but like no, it's such people, a compliment getter. yeah, it's a compliment getter. And I people compliment don't know people it. when they're wearing it too. Because it, it smells different on everyone. It does. And I have a lot of feelings about Glossier as a brand. Most of them not positive, mm-hmm. but th- Glossier U is a good perfume. That, it, that I'm pretty sure they, they, they. That's their hero product at this point. Glossier it's, U and, and Boy it's Brow. It's a perfect and affordable. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Nothing mm-hmm. else in that price point is that good. The price exactly. point of that perfume is excellent. It's what forty two. I think it's 60, Mm -hmm. but if you compare Mm -hmm. that to other perfumes, the same size that cost $60, nothing holds a candle. Mm, Exactly. Um, What else? Let's see. Okay. uh, Sexiest sexiest or most comforting, or if you have any superlatives of your own that you'd like to give your perfumes. Most underrated? Yeah. Or the one, okay, I'll say, the one you need to keep on your radar is is Moodoo. Moodoo, I don't even know that. It's a black owned brand. They just, they're about to, she just got into the Sephora Sephora Accelerate program. Oh wait, is it M-O-O-D-E-A-U-X? Yeah. She used to work at Refinery29 and she, she's a former beauty editor turned perfume connoisseur. I don't know what the title is. Perfumier, I guess. Um, and (laughs) that's me. I'm not a content creator. I am a perfumier. I love that. Yeah. There we go. She's perfumier. Okay. Um, and yeah, she's she's doing very very interesting work. Cool. Like that brand. There's another brand I met with uh, yesterday, and I can't remember what it's called. Our side, I think. I know it. Yeah, and they, they're Lakeda. about to launch. Yeah, yeah. Formerly it. known as Aspen Apothecary. Yes, yes, yes. Love. Yeah. There's, did you smell dusk? No, I haven't gotten any of them yet. They haven't. I have yeah. two of them because they want to send me the actual. They might have changed their sense. Actually, I don't know if mm-hmm. I should pull out the Aspen. Because I think yeah, I think they're so good. reformulating everything. Okay. Um, I'm excited about. Yeah. 
I think Kali is going to have a great year next year. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, most comforting. I just think in general, Byredo just does a really nice comforting. I don't even know which specific one. I just feel like if I'm going to go and know and like randomly pick blindly and it's a buyer of, of the Byredos, I'm going to know I'm going to get something that still would bring me some form of scent comfort. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think we are going to see a lot more of in 2023 in terms of fragrance? Oh, vanilla. You That's, think vanilla's yeah, having a moment? Vanilla and marshmallow. Marshmallow's going to have a huge moment. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of nighttime fragrances. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, because people spent the past two years developing their daytime fragrances, you know. Yeah, I guess it's, it's interesting you're saying this because it does feel, I feel like, for me personally right now and in the last several months, I've been going through a very cozy phase of just like mm-hmm. what brings me comfort, what what takes me back to the mother's teeth. That's yep. why I love the lactonics. But now we are in this phase of like we are starting to mm-hmm. go out. And so like getting into that maximalist genre. Hot girl perfume summer. Hot girl perfume summer. winter. winter. Even. Yeah. yeah. Like I think Killian love to sh- or love don't, love be, don't shy be shy yeah. is she's she's on her way out. As much as Santal is also but on her way out. But that's a big marshmallow scent. I think that someone's going to come for its neck real hard next year. But with something comparable? Yeah. N- n- on, a, on a lower price point. Yeah. But I think I think there's going to be some brand next summer. Like Dossier exists. Mm-hmm. But, but people, I don't. I what people, do you think about those clone brands? I, okay. I, 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 I know, I know that they're, they're, they can get away with it. They're not doing anything illegal, but it is still plagiarism. And I and and as a person who like we wrote a story about nail art plagiarism today. It was one of our or not today this year, but mm-hmm. it was one of our most successful stories of the year mm-hmm. because nail artists get plagiarized constantly. Well, you take a picture of something you like to so your you and to you your like, person, uh-huh. and you're like, "Can you give me can this? You give me this?" Yeah. And then they post it on their Instagram saying they made it, which is true. But they it's not their. But design. they didn't originate. Yeah. Yeah, which is why like you go to like a vanity projects and then you get your nails and you take them a photo and they're like, "Okay, what do you what do you like about this?" And mm-hmm. then they. They're, they're never going to copy directly what they see. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. they won't copy it. A lot of places, like a new, a lot of like the more bespoke nail artist place won't copy exactly it. They want you to, they, they like what, let, like the theme. See, as a client, that's very, what I don't really get like yeah, particularly nice manicures. Mm-hmm. However, one time I had like a thing, I think, it, what was it called? Glossy box, boxy yeah, gloss, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like a few years ago and I had saw this really cool design and it was like, purple and gold and it had like and it was just like a really cool thing and she was just like I'm not doing that yeah what she gave me it looked like I had like purple dirt under my nail she gave me the thinnest Mm -hmm. purple French manicure in a way that wasn't like cool and dainty it was like did you just dig into like play-doh and like like not wash your hands like it was I was like I wouldn't have come here if I was gonna spend this much money to like Mm-hmm. look like i'm a little kid who painted and didn't wash my oh yeah hands i have after. a lot of like the 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 the, the uh, millennial pink nail salons that are franchised in new york city i my I, I avoid them you know what yeah this is what i want to do for the remaining few minutes of this yes. episode you have said you're not into musks yes you're not into smoky mm-hmm. i'm gonna pull a few okay and just let's get your authentic live Reaction. Okay, people. Okay. Party people. Perfume people. Party people. Here's one. Okay. This one has like, this one's is not not giving me lemon pledge. I will say it. It's not not giving me lemon pledge. <laughs> like, but yeah, it's lemony. There's a little musky, a little snow, a little. I pulled this one. Do you want me to tell you what I pulled? Yeah. 
So this is called Pure New York. Mm-hmm. It's inspired literally by the smells of the water, the water. in the city. Yeah. <laughs> if you think of like the East River, you think of the Hudson River. But yeah. you, you said you like salty. You said you like watery. Yeah. I, yeah, I like this. And even that lemon fudgy, the note is, I think, is that salty. But even like when you go to the pier and they've just like cleaned it. Yeah. Well, there's a sage note in here that gives like yes. a sort of aromatic like. But that sage, like, it's it interesting. It down beautifully. What I think is so interesting about perfume is what notes in perfumery smell like real life things incidentally. Like how does sage incidentally smell yeah. like the East River? But right. it does. Yes. Or evocative of mm-hmm. it. Is. I like this. That's literally called fire, and it's very smoky. Yeah, it, this is, I like this. It's got vanilla and bourbon and some smoky notes. Yeah. I think some incense. I'm into that. Into that one. Okay. See, I, just want, I'm, I think I'm just very literal in my sense. I think I just, like, I don't want an interpretation of a scent. I just want it to smell what, is, what you say on the label, you know? Interesting. Cantaloupe? Mm, it does kind of smell cantaloupe I feel like it matches your outfit. Yes. Yeah, For everyone crazy. listening, she's wearing this feathers. gorgeous, yeah, like this cardigan sweater with pearl buttons and feather sleeves. I like, who made this? I like this. This is a collaboration between Malin and Getz and Kith. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> that, yep, this smells like my sweater. Like it's just, like it's Malin and Getz and Kith because like this is a very like homewares, but like soft girl aesthetic, but with the old navy jeans. I love that. It's, it's cool. I love it. Okay. And this is the final scent. This one smells like Christmas, but like, like, like a sweet potato pie. Smells like. Sweet potato pie. (laughs) Maybe like, no. This is a very masculine scent. It feels like Sigourney. It smells like Sigourney Weaver. Like what I imagine Sigourney Weaver smells like. Sigourney Weaver. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, yeah, like a bad, like, like Jamie Lee Curtis, like that era of like, you know, like of action hero, tough woman. Just like don't fuck with me energy. Yeah. So this is um, a perfumer named Maya Njai. She's based in London. Also black owned perfume brand perfumer. Stunning. Um, And it's got tobacco notes and Mm -hmm. cinnamon notes and tonka bean. And it's supposed to be, I think it's an ode to her grandfather. Yeah. That smells like like an old, it smells like my granddad, you know, Mm -hmm. like. But there's something, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of edgy. Like what I like about that scent is that it does feel sort of like Yes, grandfather, but also like you yeah. could see just like someone very hip and like cool, like also exactly. pulling off that scent. Well, Amanda, it. okay, yes. this has been so fun. Yes, we normally end on a, a rapid fire "What's That Smell" segment. Mm-hmm. This is so, we this. Did we do that? Uh, what? Isn't that the, that, that was this? Was? So I'm just gonna ask you the final question that I ask every guest. Gorgeous. Okay, Amanda, what is the smell of Amanda Mitchell? Amanda Mitchell smells like. A French 75, so basically like gin, so a botanical gin note. Okay. With a lemon note, a Prosecco, champagne note. Okay. Combined with like a, a yuzu, like a sharp yuzu, like a really fresh yuzu. And then, and the, the, the base notes are salt and water and dirt. I, I feel like a perfume like this actually exists as you're like speaking to me. Like it just like kind of like like the last like the last song at a disco, you know, like like effervescent and you're kind of drunk, but you're not too drunk because you're really most excited about the burger you're about to go home and eat. Mm-hmm. That's what I, what it what it feels like when you wear this fragrance. That like you're dancing into Rihanna. 
Amanda, it has been so fun yes. chatting with you. I love it. I'm what so a happy. journey. What a ride we've been on today. Very that, we've exactly. covered a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been through a lot together. Yeah. Any parting words? Thank you for having me. I'm thank glad you for to ha- be thank you for coming on. Hanging in the perfume room. Happy you know? to have you. Yeah. What a what a fun time. I'll move in, no big deal. And yeah. yeah. If any suitors are listening, please um, where like, can they slide in those DMs? I am at Loch Ness Manda, like the scary Scottish monster. L-O-C-H-N-E-S-S-M-A-N-D-A on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. If you want to go over there, you can also read my work at refinery29.com. Sometimes you can see my dumb face, sometimes you can read my words, sometimes both. And yeah, that's really it. If you want to slide my DMs. And if, if brands are listening and maybe want to... If you want to hire me from consulting work, I'm here. Love to talk about, <laughs> about this kind of stuff. Amanda, thank you. Yes, thank you, Emma. Perfume Room is edited by Wyatt Peak. Music is by Max Vernon. And illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. 